This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. In the last segment, I called myself on my Samsung phone. Well, for the sake of being fair and including all the different phone companies, Mark Aflalo is here with his hands on the iPhone 14 Plus and the Google Pixel 7. Mark is also the host of Double Tap TV, which you can find Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hey, good morning, Mark. Dave, so nice to see you this morning. How are you? I'm good. It's always fun catching up with you on a Wednesday. Throw things uh, into a bit of a different mix. So, Mark, as, <laughs> as I mentioned, you got your hands on these, and you've given us a couple of demos in the last few weeks of a few of the different iPhone models. Well, now you've got yeah. the 14 Plus here, and Plus is the key word there because it's supposed that to is. be a hefty, a big boy, a big-boned phone. So, well, you know, it's a, how big it's a big it? bone phone. It's a big bone phone, but it's not a big bone phone in terms of everything we're going to talk about. So let's start about, obviously, the noticeable difference, which right here, side by side with my my little iPhone Pro 14 Pro in my uh, in my left hand. Well, your screen right, let's call it that. Um, it's a noticeably larger display, and that really is what sets this phone apart. When I switch to the overhead cam here, you can see this side by side. It's like it's a bigger screen. We're going from 6.1 inches on the regular 14 in the 14 Pro to 6.7 inches diagonal. That is a lot more screen real estate when you talk about everything that goes on here. But, Dave, the noticeable difference is only there because when you talk about the actual dimensions, the height of this, obviously, yes, okay, you got six, you know, the 6.33 height versus 3.07 wide if you want to look at the actual minutia and the numbers. But this is actually a lighter device overall than the actual 14 and the 14 Pro because there's so much more battery capacity and so much more fitting into a smaller package that it's distributed better and you've got a better package overall. We're talking about 7.6. 16 ounces in your hand over here on the 14 Pro Max. And, you know, so, so really, it's it's all about the screen, you know, all about the base, all about the screen. Do you, uh, when you're using it, as you're trying to type, I don't know if you type with one hand on your phone, but do you yeah. find that it's too big for that? Do you find it's too unruly? You know, I'm, uh, I've got fairly big mitts. I got big hands. And yeah, I do find it kind of hard if you're trying to one hand type, and I'll switch back to reach over to the other edge of the screen. It's oh, kind of hard to do that. Oh, big stretch. You're urging. But that, that being said, it's really about how you hold it, right? If you're, if you're using two hands, you can kind of balance your weight a bit to make it a little bit easier for you to reach the other side. But also, that's the, not the point. Using two hands, you can easily type on any kind of keyboard like that. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch. It's something that I was used to because I was using a Pro Max on the 13 generation and I've switched down to the smaller size, which by the way, I'm not missing the Pro size as much as I mm. thought I would be. That being said, you know, when it comes to accessibility and being able to blow things up on the screen and get more on that screen real estate, the the Max, the, the Pro Max and the Pro version of this phone is really a bonus because you get all that extra screen real estate. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I, definitely, I definitely am someone who likes to 
pump up my zoom technology and pump up my font sizes so a little more screen goes goes a long way for yeah. these these big old hands mark we've talked about these iPhones pretty extensively on the show over the course of the last six weeks or so or so but were there any particular features of this particular larger model that you really liked I got, I got to be perfectly honest with you Dave and the answer is no not really this is pretty much the same phone that we've come accustomed to the software is the same it's iOS 16 across the board so when it comes to the hardware other than getting that larger screen and therefore that larger battery life there's no real redeeming factor in getting this phone over the other phones you know the Pro and the Pro Max have that better camera so there are a couple features on board and a brighter screen that might give you a, a reason might push you over the edge in terms of getting that that device but if you're just looking for that regular i just need the phone i want to just you know do what i do on a regular day, daily basis it really comes down to screen size and portability if you're out there traveling a lot and you've got need that all-day battery life you're going to go for you're going to go for the plus size if you don't and you're going to be places where you can charge it a lot then the smaller one is just fine for you but as i said really it comes down to your individual use and especially when we're talking about accessibility i would absolutely go with this one with the plus because it's just a much larger screen and you can get way more onto that real estate, especially when you zoom things in. Mark, just just for the sake of it, give me the price. I, I feel like I feel <laughs> like I feel like sometimes we do this in this segment where we're always asking about the price. Frankly, people don't care. Know. People don't care. Like they're, they're, oh, they're going to buy it. They're they going to mm. if they're going to buy it, they're going to buy it. If they're busting out the visa, they're busting out the visa. I don't know, Dave, because, you know, you can, you know, back in the day, you'd be able to get these phones for zero dollars with your carrier and extend your contract for, you know, 17 million yeah. years. <laughs> Nowadays, you're paying a little bit more because there's less subsidies around there. Uh, starting price for the 128 gig model is a $1,249 Canadian uh, available in, in the blue, purple, midnight, starlight, product red, which is what I have in my hands here. And this can go up to 1669 if you get the 512 gig model 512 gig model yeah that's pretty um i don't know you know you got to you got to you got to wonder you know they just announced a new meta headset yesterday for that price hey so, hey don't, <laughs> don't, don't don't spoil it i'm playing that in tech trends later in the hour don't spoil okay, oh, don't sorry. spoil don't spoil say, the meta did not say a word did yeah, not you didn't, say a word we we've, we never <laughs> we didn't know anything about the meta headset until Dari oh, Al, until Dari Albinger tells us about it in tech trends then we'll know Understood. then we'll know about the then we'll know about the meta headset that's $1500 pull us pulling back the curtain <laughs> pulling back the curtain a little bit on this one mark the other one that you've got your hands on here that I'm actually genuinely curious to hear about because the iPhone is so ubiquitous that yeah. it, it goes wall to wall and I know we had you on the show when I was sick last week talking about the Google Pixel news pretty much as it was coming out live yeah so you've got the Pixel 7 in your hands what are your impressions of it I do, and I'm holding it up to the camera right now next to my iPhone Pro Max, so you can see that it is a, it's a thinner device than the iPhone, it's a lighter device than the iPhone, and this is the Pro, uh, the, the the Pixel 7, not the Pixel 7 Pro, um, but screen real estate is bigger, um, it's got a vibrant, beautiful display, the design is a nice matte black finish on the sides, the camera bump is not as present as the iPhone, it's a little bit more subdued, it also goes across the entirety of the back, so it's actually more uniform, it's not just this corner that sticks out which means when you're putting it down on a table you're not going to get that off balance kind of feel to it this version has only two cameras on it plus a bunch of sensors and a flash on the back whereas the pro model has a three camera system a nice glossy black 
you know, back to get all your fingerprints nice and dirty on. <laughs> uh, you've got that sleep wake button on the right side with the volume rocker oh, uh, built, you know, love, built in I fingerprint love, reader behind the screen. I love me the button on the right. I love me oh, the wake button on the right. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm, tactile. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, there's a lot about this particular device uh, that sets it apart, and really, it starts with a lot of a lot of software, uh, some hardware, which we're going to get into. The hardware is really the new Tensor G2 processor, which brings you know people say, okay, who cares about a processor? But it has a lot of AI elements involved, which means that when you're using your assistant and you're searching and you're doing voice commands, it's going to be a lot more responsive, a lot quicker. Live translation gets quicker. Adaptive noise cancellation on the Pixel Buds gets a lot more, a lot better, more enhanced. Um, you know, on the software side, you've got free Google VPN to ensure privacy. You've got on-device voice typing, which uh, Google says is two and a half times faster than actually typing with your fingers. I mean, quick phrases. This is something not available on the other line, and that is your ability. Normally, you'd have to say, hey, um, and initiate that assistant. Now you don't have to. So when your alarm's going off, you can just say snooze. Uh, you could say things like oh, uh, no, decline, no, no. decline that's, when that's, the phone rings. That, the, just saying snooze is not going to work. <laughs> for me because that's going to get li- that's going to be too easy the, this me and the snooze oh, already on. have a bit of a bit of a bitter relationship <laughs> it's listen it, it's what makes it smarter um and i know i know what you're going to ask me next so i'm going to let you you ask me next and oh. then i'm going to show you a, a luddite doing something it's kind I'm, of fun i'm gen- i'm genuinely <laughs> curious is this about the new assisted selfie mode this is. It's called Guided Frame, okay? This is something that during the keynote, a good friend of this show and a good friend of all the shows, Molly Burke, was featured talking about Guided Frame. Oh, Molly which B. Is, yeah, it, a really cool feature which lets you really direct your face and take perfect selfies, something that people with low vision uh, obviously have a, a difficult task. Now, what I'm going to do right now is something that uh, is extremely embarrassing. So what I'm going to do is switch to the overhead camera. I'm going to actually go into the settings and turn on... TalkBack, which is their their screen reader. Okay, I'm going to do that here with you. And this is someone who, by the way, have used TalkBack for about, I don't know, 15 minutes before today. So we go into accessibility, we go to TalkBack, and we turn TalkBack on. Okay, once you turn TalkBack on, it enables some of the features like that guided frame. So we're going to go back to the beginning, which, by the way, thankfully, Stephen Scott told me how to navigate when TalkBack is on. Uh, you got to make that backwards L kind of feature. And then when you go into the camera, you can either go into the camera itself or press and hold it, and it'll go into what's called selfie mode. So we're going to double tap and hold it. You see, this is this is where it's just embarrassing. So I'm going to go into the camera. I'm going to try to go into the camera. Um, and once you actually get into the camera, this is there we go. I'm in the hey, camera now. Hey, we're in. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is I I, I preface this right. Uh, then you you go into the selfie mode by pressing and holding the kind of reverse button. This is just this is just embarrassing. Okay, so now the second that that's enabled, it goes into guided frame mode. A circle appears on the screen that's red, and as you get perfectly framed, it walks you through this. It's talking. I'll hold to the mic. Move your phone down. No faces in frame. So it's telling you when the face is in frame, and when it is, I'm gonna go sideways. It starts taking the selfie. It counts down three, two, one. And it takes it. And so it held me perfectly. Yeah, exactly. It held me perfectly in frame. It has a red circle around my face until it's perfectly in frame. Then when you get it perfect, it goes yellowish. It does the countdown, takes the picture, and boom. And we're done. Really, really cool feature. It's a really cool feature. 
that I, I think will definitely change the game for people who are trying to take really good selfies with this device. I'm just afraid the robot's going to tell me that you ate too many French fries on the weekend, Dave. We cannot uh, actually give you a good selfie. Hey, big chin boy. Uh, Mark, I know it's only been a couple days. Well, in the, in the case of the iPhone, it's been, it's been what, six weeks now or yeah, about a day. month or so. I know. Well, the, no, hang on, hang on. Not with the Plus. The Plus has only been out since Friday. Oh, okay, so okay. So, it, so in both these cases, these phones have not been out very long. Yeah. What's the early impression? What's the early reception that critics and fans are having? Well, a lot of people are, when they talk about the iPhone Plus, a lot of people are saying that if you compare these to the Pro models, this is definitely the 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 regular 14 is the one to go for. It's the one to upgrade to because you don't necessarily need all that processing and all that power. And that that, that comes with the price point on, on the Pro and the Pro Max models. So that's what people are saying on that. And they're saying that the Plus is definitely a welcome re-addition to the family because, as you know, last year we had the Mini. They got rid of the Plus and people have really kind of showed it with their dollars that the Mini wasn't a very successful device. Mm. That's great on the iPhone side. On the Pixel 7 side, I really, I'm loving this phone. I'm loving the design. I'm loving the feel of it in my hand. I'm loving the screen. I love going back to Android, but like raw base Android that doesn't have all that bloatware that Samsung and other manufacturers bring mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. It's really comfortable in the hand and I'm really digging the design. <laughs> I love that I get like 17 different cloud notifications every day on my Samsung phone. Well. It's like, do you want to be part of the Microsoft <laughs> cloud? Do you want to be part of the Samsung cloud? Oh, what about God. the Google cloud? You know, we can create new clouds for you if you like mr brown uh yeah there's definitely a bit of bloat on that machine there's no doubt yeah. no doubt about it uh mark here's where i think it actually is worth asking about the price because oftentimes the pixel is marketed as a slightly more affordable option what is what's it, what's it coming in at so if you buy this directly from google unlocked 7.99 reasonable like yeah, that's half, it's like, half the half the price of the iPhone 14 Plus. <laughs> yeah. If you come to think about it, with the screen size, that's you know pretty on par with what you're getting on a Plus model of another device, plus all the Google features there. Not bad, but there are a lot of subsidies of this one. If you search online, try to find the price. Every carrier has a different a different price model, a different design. But if you want to buy direct from Google, it's seven ninety nine. Mark, one last thought before I let you go today. And by the way, we appreciate all the work that you do for us. We really appreciate getting this hands-on, these demonstrations. It's nice to talk to a man on the inside, the man with the inside scoop. I uh, try. I've been nerding out the last couple of days with playing a video game from the 1990s. Did you know they reskinned Warcraft 2 so it can be played for Windows 10? I did. I actually knew that because um, a good friend of mine, Mitchell, he's a big Warcraft guy. And when he found out about this, he was all over it. It was like a flashback, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I downloaded it Monday afternoon at 4 yeah. p.m. I've logged at least 20 hours of play since Monday at 4 in the afternoon. I'll let you guys figure out the math. Uh, here we are Tuesday, uh, Wednesday at about 9.30 a.m. Uh, we've logged some hours on this one. Yeah, you know, thankfully we can we don't see it in the performance of the, on the show. <laughs> maybe so a little worried. bit, maybe a little <laughs> bit, uh, but I'll blame it on the cold from last week. Mark, yeah, yeah, we, do that. We never blame anything on you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again Thanks. next week. Thanks, Dave. That's Mark Aflalo, one of the co-hosts of Double Tap TV, which you can find Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on AMI TV. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. 
AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.